future and an unforgettable past. Buffalo's got Dell and Matt on the talking crowdcast. Tune in so you can hear philanthropists and volunteers, good people who live and work in the biggest city in Western New York. Welcome to the uh, technically the second episode. The First interview for the Talking Crowdcast. It's all about the uh, biggest city in Western New York, as our awesome uh, little jingle here at the beginning uh, started out and, and mentioned. Props to my co-host Matt. Matt, say hello. Hello. <laughs> for uh, commissioning that 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 awesome uh, theme song, I guess we call it. The best forty-four dollars I ever spent. Ever spent, yeah. So, anyways, okay, great. So we are here at the. Uh, Amherst Ale House tonight for the Talking Crowdcast presented by Value Home Centers. We're uh, here with Kate Glazer of Mercy Flight, and uh, we're going to talk to her a little bit about what she what she's doing now, what she's done in the past, uh, what she likes about Buffalo, what she thinks Buffalo can improve on, and maybe get into some goofy stuff as, as well too. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. So fill in some of those, those gaps that I, I allowed for. Tell us about you know, sure. who you are, what you do at Mercy Flight, and yeah, that's a good place to start. Great. Well, I am, like you said, Kate Glazer from Mercy Flight, Director of Marketing and Public Affairs. Um, I just started with Mercy Flight about five months ago, so I'm fresh into it. Came from the nonprofit field over at Make-A-Wish Foundation um, of Western New York. So. Nonprofit's been in my in my world for a couple of years. Prior to that, I was a TV journalist um, for worked for Channel Four for a little bit and um, Spectrum, which was YNN back then. Um, so I'm loving what I'm doing. Um, obviously, supporting the great city of Buffalo. That this is what it's all about. So um, very excited to be here and talking to you about it. You've done a lot of stuff. I'm so excited. Like going down like a hundred random <laughs> I feel like I've done a lot, but I feel like there's so much more to do. And it's because I love my city so much that I just want to do whatever I can to make it better. People like Kate are the reason that we have an edit button because we can probably talk about like 300 different things that you've done sure. and like the way we probably connected in the past. In fact, you just mentioned something about Channel 4 that I think is another reason that I know you. Oh, but right. we'll, we'll get all into right. that, Let's talk about that off. later. Yeah. Well, the best part is you and I can talk about it. And Matt is the one who edits the podcast, so we can just talk, and he, all the work true. falls in his lap, and he has to, you know, Let's make it a couple it. hours tonight of him editing. It'll be perfect. I won't do this tonight. It'll be tomorrow. <laughs> during work. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, so let's get into a little bit first. Uh, you know, you, you, you just talked about a bunch of stuff you've done in the past. Sure. Um, you grew up in Western New York. Uh, where, you, you know, where do you hail from? Sure. You know, all that. I graduated from North Tonawanda High School in 2006, um, went to Buffalo State College for Journalism and graduated in 2010. And um, like I said, proud to be from Buffalo. I uh, started out my career in journalism and was able to tell a lot of great stories. Was the um, morning live breaking reporter for YNN TV Buffalo and did some producing for Channel 4. Worked with some Buffalo greats over there, Don Paul, Jackie Walker, learned from the best of the best. and. Um, even got to do some promotions for Channel 4. So worked with Lydia Dominic, which was a really great um, yeah, partnership awesome. with her. Yeah, Jersey, Absolutely. So I've been able to really connect with a lot of amazing Buffalo people, and um, they helped me learn everything that I know today. So uh, I was doing TV for a little bit, did some great stories, and just felt like I needed to do more. I was doing a lot of nonprofit stories, stories that really you know people felt good about. And I said, you know what, I think I'm going to start volunteering for a cause that I really love. So Make-A-Wish was that. 
I started volunteering, started becoming a storyteller for Make-A-Wish, and then um, a couple of years later, they offered me a job in the marketing department. And I said, I think it's time for me to leave the news business and go on to Make-A-Wish because there's really not a better cause, besides Mercy Blight, of course. Um, but yeah, so Make-A-Wish has been um, such a near and dear cause to my heart. Um, there's nothing better than helping children who are sick and giving them so much joy. So it's been really great. And now I'm over at Mercy Blight, um, helping with their marketing and PR. And it's been really, really wonderful to know how life-saving they are as well and how many heroes work for Mercy Blight. That's awesome. That's awesome. A lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot of First stuff. thing I want to jump into real quick is, so you graduated from North Tonawanda. Yeah. One thing I've always, this is a joke I have, I have a lot of friends from North Tonawanda. Sure. <laughs> One thing I've always noticed with North Tonawanda graduates or people who hail from North Tonawanda uh, is that if you ask them where they're from, they, they don't just say like, oh, I'm from North Tonawanda. It's either like, I'm from MT. Like, you got a problem with that? <laughs> yeah, or it's like a very proud thing. Right. right. Or it's like, I'm from NT. Like, like just loving it. So, um, no, NT was a great place to grow up in. Um, I have to say I did move out when I was 17, though, and I lived right in Buffalo. Um, started out young, lived right at Buffalo State College for three years, and then moved over to the Hurdle area. And, you know, did a lot of fun bar hopping there and learned that side of things there in Buffalo um, and then work downtown so I've really been able to kind of explore all of Buffalo um, my career also took me to Batavia and Rochester but I think that also makes me appreciate the small feel of Buffalo and how everyone is just so nice to each other so um, working in other cities kind of helped me realize that I also um, worked for New York One News in Manhattan for a little bit. I was reporting out there, um, and that really put things into perspective for, for me to realize that Buffalo is my hometown, my city, where I want to live the rest of my life. So. That's awesome. Yeah, so you've been kind cool. of all over the place. Yeah, I mean, not you mean not like international, but well, in New least, York State, right? Small yeah, at least within. Yeah, school. exactly. So I think um, you know, being from as you said, so proud to be from T, and then transferring over to Buffalo, and now my husband and I. We have two kids. We live in East Denver, so you know, just so happy to be here. Yeah, Western New York's the best. Absolutely, it really is. Yeah, I totally agree. Likes, everybody's nice. Right? Exactly. Exactly. You want to say something? I'm glad. I, I'm glad we got the table uh, right next to the kitchen, right next to the dishwasher. Yeah, a little loud there. That's the good. editing will be fun for them. We'll be fine. Um, I'm just surprised we don't have pizza logs in front of us. We should yeah, so we're going to order pizza logs here in a second. Shout out to the Amherst Ale House for the uh, the pizza logs selection that yeah. we may or may not be having in a moment. Try to make eyes. Yeah. I haven't made eyes with anybody in a long time. No, no, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. But there's nothing better than making eyes for pizza logs. That's right. I've only made eyes with anybody. And the pizza fries. Have you tried the pizza I fries? I've never had pizza fries. We're having pizza fries. I'm kind of confused with me. What like pizza fries for well, I mean, if you ask anybody from outside of Buffalo, pizza log doesn't make a lot of sense either. That's but. true. And pizza logs are the best. I was going to make a gross joke, but it won't be funny. <laughs> One thing I want to talk to you about real quick Go ahead. before we jump into this stuff. Sure, is, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if you remember, like, really early on when I first started 26 Shirts, I don't know how I kind of, like, got hooked up with you on Twitter, but somebody connected us. I don't know if it was, it might have been Bob Barden or somebody said oh, you should talk yeah. to this person. Bob goes to my church. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. an awesome dude. He's done a lot of work for us with yeah. 26 Shirts. Uh, all behind the scenes stuff. He's awesome. Sure. The, uh, anyways, and uh, I remember actually like this back when I was working at Roswell, which is a great place to work. And you Absolutely. know, uh, I just wanted to be. And you, you know, the work you do there, you're, you're helping people like even indirectly when you're somebody like I was like tucked away in a cube, like, typing poetry. So sure. I wanted to be some something more on the front lines. Of course. And uh, of course. I remember just like just 
we had a phone conversation. We were just talking about like different ways, like nonprofits and yeah. everything, and how you get yeah. involved. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. And you were asking how you can impact Swiss children, which I thought was yeah. awesome. And then you started Twenty Six Shirts, and I can't believe how fast it's grown or how many followers you're able to get. It just it's incredible to see how that small idea became this like huge idea for Buffalo. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's, it is it surprises me too. <laughs> uh, it's, it's awesome. It's, uh, it's, a, it's pretty cool. That's not my. When I tell you to talk about my story, <laughs> I, I want to make sure. But um, but yeah, so I just remember uh, having that conversation and really like when I started to feel those those tugs to like do something more front lines. Absolutely. So, but awesome. Okay, so uh, what, next thing I wanted to ask you was you're from Buffalo, uh, Greater Buffalo area, Western yes. New York. Uh, why do you love Buffalo so much? We invited you on here because we know you love Buffalo. So talk to us, you know, about why you love Buffalo so much. Um, I love that he's ordering right now. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> For the, uh, those that can't see, Matt's currently uh, having a conversation. He's ordering like double of everything, which is so great. <laughs> um, wow, gonna, I mean, that's... probably going to edit that out. <laughs> I hope he doesn't edit that out. Logs. And pizza fries with the waffle fries. I hope you don't edit this out. No, I'm not. That's just gonna be in there. Yeah, they're giving us a table. We have to to promote it, right? Give a shout out to the pizza fries. (laughs) I will will include pictures, by the way, when we post this online. Perfect. We're gonna flesh it out. I like it. Instead of pictures of Kate, we're gonna just put pictures of pizza fries. You have to have at least one picture of me. It'll be a picture of you eating a pizza fry. That's a really loaded question. I mean, Buffalo is the best city. And like I said, I've been able to live in Manhattan, Rochester, Batavia. Um, I mean, it's not like I've been worldwide, but you know, Buffalo is just an incredible city. There's so many good people here. And the one thing I've learned um, just from storytelling is that everyone is so willing to help each other and just be there for each other. Um, You know, times of tragedy, times of hope, times of joy, everyone is there for each other. Um, I have to say, working in the nonprofit field, Buffalo is the most giving place, and it is the easiest place to fundraise for nonprofits because people want to help. They want to give back. Um, there's always a personal connection with something that you work in support of. Um, I know when I worked at Make a Wish, there were tons of um, you know stories about you know people who wanted to help give to a wish child that they know or a wish child they're related to. And now with Mercy Flight. Um, I personally, my uncle was saved by Mercy Flight, my cousin was saved by Mercy Flight, um, so coming over to this cause, it's just always a one degree of separation, which I love, so, um, and the food is awesome, the people are awesome, the sports, they're, they're great, so um, it's like just a complete package. Okay, so that being said, we know what you love about Buffalo, so the next question is, we're going to turn in the other direction. Oh no. Just momentarily, because okay. I get to ask the sad questions, right? Sure. Um, but it's actually sort of constructive criticism of Buffalo and Western Europe. What do you think Buffalo could do better? What do you think Buffalo is missing? What do you think that we may be working towards, but we haven't accomplished yet? We really need to sort of get ourselves pointed towards as far as as a city and a region as a whole. Sure. I think just, you know, Buffalo as a whole, um, I think we've made great strides as far as our waterfront and, you know, um, building up the great assets of Buffalo, but I still think we have a far way to go. Um, I think that we have beautiful parts of our east side and our west side of Buffalo that just need to be um, promoted more. And, you know, there needs to be more awareness about the beauty of the east and west side of Buffalo. Um, And like I said, Mayor Brown, and, you know, I totally think that his efforts and the efforts of our local politicians, our local leaders, have really been able to improve Buffalo, but I still feel like we have some work to do. Um, but, you know, it doesn't go, it, it's just amazing to see how far we've come in just five years since I left the news business. 
um, doing stories, you know, about Buffalo and now seeing it, you know, kind of come to fruition, it's been really great, so. The biggest thing that people in Buffalo need to realize is it's okay to not be satisfied because Canal Side is there, because Larkinville is there, because the West Side is being developed, I think. There's a long way to go, and there'll always be a long way to go because there's always going to be the future to, to sort of work towards. So I agree 100%. Okay, next question. What did you just finish on Netflix, and what's queued up next? Oh my goodness. So I am, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm in the midst of Stranger Things, which is what? seriously the best show ever. Um, I agree. You know, I watch TV. This is Us is my favorite show. I mean, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't think you guys get it. Okay, I'm shocked that you get it because my husband does not understand it. Just doesn't get I, we can have a whole episode just talking about this. <laughs> me and your husband can sit and hang out because I don't get why anybody would want to subject themselves to that oh kind of gosh. stuff on I a just, weekly it's basis. It's so class. It's just amazing. The scene it's where amazing. from the last season where uh, the dad is doing the push-ups and he's got I Randall know, on his back. I know. I, I, that's the I just, I just every got week for now, it just makes sweaty. you fall. But anyways, so that's, well, that's my point. <laughs> but it's like, why would anybody <laughs> want to cry every it's week? Like, yeah, it's a very feel-good falling. It's like I want to be that dad. You know, I want to be, yeah. except for maybe like the, some of the struggles he has. Yeah, some of the struggles. Yeah, you know, just, I want to be that. that. Um, I interrupted you. No, no, no. Stranger Things. That is what we're really into right now. Um, it is the most absurd show ever, but it is awesome. Um, I'm not really a sci-fi fan, but I have to say Stranger Things is awesome. And yeah, it's, it's been great. Do you guys watch Stranger Things? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. Are you on season one or season two? Season two, like episode four. It gets better. Okay. It, this season started kind of slow. Okay. The first few episodes. Yeah, it was and a little boring. Really, like, once right around episode four, sure. all of a sudden it's like... It, it's coming fast. Sure. Great. I am so excited. Eleven, there's like my favorite character, so let's see what happens with her. Del and I are both 80s children, although <laughs> Del a little bit more 80s than me. Del has got a little 70s. bit of Del has a little bit of 70s in him. I would love to see some photos from the 80s. Um, I had a really great blue like jumpsuit kind of jacket thing that, sounds awesome. that I wore when I was a kid. I had lots of zippers. There's pockets like everywhere. Why do you still have pockets? No, it does, it barely fits me. Um, my six-year-old and me are almost the same size, um, but you I should be very proud about that. Yes, yes. I was very, um, I was very '80s in the '80s, and I was very '80s in the '90s as well. Uh, but yeah, Stranger Things brings back a little nostalgia, the Ghostbusters and that, that kind of stuff. It's just that like theme song that gets you. It's the creepiest theme song, but I love it. It's like yeah. the beginning of a really bad VHS tape movie, yeah. and that's what so I love about it. You know what it reminds yeah. me of? Unsolved Mysteries. Do you guys remember Unsolved yes. Mysteries? With Robert Stack? Robert Stack, of Robert course. Stack. I used to watch that religiously. So did I. I used to hear it and like come down the stairs and be so creeped out, but I'd like spend my Friday nights oh, watching yes. Unsolved Mysteries. Did you guys you watch... Amazing Stories, too? Ama amazing Stories was um, just... Like, I was like a kid when Amazing Stories stopped being a thing. Or Rescue 911. Rest. I was just gonna say oh, that. Oh my gosh, we're like. I have been I never a watched that one. Again. Massive William Shatner fan because yes. of Rescue 911. Yes. Rescue 911 is the reason I watched the old um, Star Trek's because of Rescue 911 because I was like, my dad's like that guy used to be in other shows, right? And I'm like, really? And that's when I got into Star Trek. Was Rescue 911 like a story-driven thing? Like, a, like it was. It was like a docudrama mm -hmm. about 911 phone calls. Okay. My favorite like, one ever. Reenactments and stuff like that. It's exact, and you it was still remember them. Terrible. Like, you remember the episode? My favorite one ever. Well, there was only one episode ever where the main character, where the main character, where the subject died, 
because it was the kid was huffing paint. Oh. And I remember it was like it was like a drug awareness thing about so like. You never paint no, no, I, I I'm scared. I'm scared of paint as, as a general rule. My favorite episode ever though was the one where this little kid was in a wheel, or not a wheelchair, in a high chair, and fell back through a plate glass window. And the kid got glass in his heart. Oh my god! And like the surgeon like took the glass out of his heart. It was like this whole big amazing thing. Now but are I, these I'm, real stories? Yes. There's stuff that are made to make you afraid of your own house basically what it was. The whole idea was to make me terrified to live at home. Anyway, we digress. So now we have some, we have pizza logs here, and we have the pizza waffle fries, courtesy of Amherst Ale House. Amherst Pizza Ale House, excuse me. Hence the pizza logs and the pizza fries. I'm told I have to try these. You have to try all of this stuff. This is the part of our show where we thank our sponsor. Value Home Centers has been supporting our mission since the very beginning and has been supporting the Western New York community since 1968. So thank you, Value Home Centers, for allowing us to keep talking proud. Okay, Okay, so we just had some delicious pizza logs and uh, waffle pizza fries, courtesy of Amherst Ale House. Amherst Pizza Ale House. Is the pizza thing new? Have they always been Amherst Pizza Ale House? It's always been pizza, but their Twitter handle is. Uh, that's probably what it is. Once again, Twitter handle. <laughs> so now we're back, and we are here with Kate Glazer from Mercy Flight. And we're going through our list of questions, and the next question that we have to ask is, actually, it's a very simple question, but it might take a long time to answer it. Sorry. Anyway, okay, so what does a typical day look like at Mercy Flight? Not necessarily what you just do, but what does Mercy Flight do from the time that... I guess they're a 24-hour sort of business, yeah. but what's from the beginning of the day to the end of the day, what does a day look like for everybody at Mercy Flight? And then we'll get into what you do specifically. Well, I think coming into Mercy Flight five months ago, I had no idea the complexity of Mercy Flight. It is incredible. Um, so a lot of people realize they know Mercy Flight. They know what it is. They see Mercy Flight in the air, but they don't realize the amount of responsibilities we have to serve this community. Um, so basically we have five helicopters that service Western New York. We have um, a ground side, so an ambulance side, which most people don't realize, Mercy Flight EMS. Um, we also have a Learjet that can transport patients nationwide. So let's say um, someone here needs to have brain surgery in LA, we actually have a Learjet that can transport patients um, you know, out of state. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, I had no idea that you had a Learjet. Yeah, so we have a jet. Um, it's actually a former Bills player own the jet. I know you can't tell us. You can tell us I after the microphone. I don't actually even know. Off. I don't even know who the Bills you know, player was. What really other know. Bills really player don't. would have a Learjet? <laughs> right, T.O. I was thinking T.O., but I don't. Did he make enough money? It would have been on the show. If he had a jet, it would have made it on the show. That's true. Sure. Anyway. I can find this out for you. But anyway, so, um, and we have, you know, we call them fly cars, but they're basically ambulances that, um, you know, ambulances are kind of limited to where they can go. So our fly cars can actually go into fields. They can pick people up, um, where our ambulance can. So, and another thing is that Mercy Flight is a nonprofit organization. A lot of people realize or think that we're associated with Mercy Hospital, and that's how we started. We started back in 1981. Um, there was a man who still works for us, uh, Mr. Baker. He started Mercy Flight with um, Margie Ferentino, who was our executive vice president. So, Mr. Baker had one helicopter that he serviced for 12 hours. Um, and basically, how we started was they were going to pick up NICU babies in Wellsville and Jamestown hospitals, and they were transporting them in cars and in ambulances. And to keep them alive, they had to pinch their feet. 
um, every couple five minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, hits their feet, and the drive took an hour to get to Buffalo. And he said, there has to be a faster way than this. There has to be something that we can do to get these babies to Buffalo and to get them help that they need. So he purchased a helicopter through Mercy Hospital. He got, um, I think it was a loan or a grant or something of that nature, and he um, purchased his first helicopter back in 1981, and now we have five helicopters, and we service you know all of Buffalo, and it's just so incredible. So um, let's say you are involved in an accident or you need our help, um, 911 would, would, would be dispatched, and then they would say that Mercy Flight needs to respond because the patient is critical or minutes matter. So we would be dispatched, we get up into the air. We have eight minutes to get up into the air and two heading towards the scene. So it really is just a really fast operation. We have a flight nurse on each um, flight. We also have a paramedic. Our pilots have at least 25 years experience. They're all ex-military. So we have just incredible, incredible heroes incredible staff that work for us and you're not just getting that paramedic care that an ambulance provides, you're getting physician level care. Um, so it really is just so incredible. We have our dispatch center right in Mercy Flight and they um, get the calls and they dispatch our helicopters or our ambulance or our Learjet that can transport patients nationwide. So we probably do five to six calls a day, which is so crazy. Um, that does not even include our ambulance side is doing you know so many more calls than that so it's super incredible to see how far the organization has come in just 35 years going from one helicopter operating 12 hours a day to five helicopters operating 24 7 and you know I've actually been able to work with a lot of like I said I used to work for Make-A-Wish and some of, some of the wish kids that I worked with actually were Mercy Flighted um, so just to see my cousin was saved by Mercy Flight. My uncle was saved by Mercy Flight. Um, they're farmers out in Akron, and they were picked up by Mercy Flight when time was of the essence, and they were saved. If it wasn't for Mercy Flight, my uncle wouldn't be around today. So it's just so incredible to see how that's impacted our our community. So now, Mercy Flight, as a as a as a business, I don't want to call it business. I guess it's what it is. But Mercy Flight, yeah, as an organization, does. That's what they do on a regular basis. So what is your piece of the puzzle? What do you do? I'm assuming you don't work 24 hours a day. No, I do not. So I'm assuming you... my husband will be upset about that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, my wife would kill me. <laughs> um, I work enough as it is. So let's say you wake up at 6 a.m. or whatever. You start your day at in the office at 8 or 9 or whatever. So what does your day from beginning to end sort of look like? Sure. Well, I have the best job because I get to market these incredible heroes and this incredible mission. Um, I'm the public affairs and marketing you know, director. So I'm able to really capture the essence of the stories and put them out there. So things like this, like this podcast, allow me to really tell the story to people that don't realize we're nonprofit don't realize that we're not just doing accident scene responses. So a lot of people assume Mercy Flight, they're heading towards an accident, but we also pick up a lot of patients um, that are in the hospital, need to be transferred. Um, you know, ECMC and the new Oshai Hospital, it's gonna be amazing. We have helipads in every hospital in Buffalo, so we actually land right on top of the hospital, and we have a little gateway that leads us right into the elevator, which leads us to the ER. So I'm able to really tell this story, and I'm five months in, I have so much to learn, but I feel like just in five months I've learned so much, and um, I feel like there's just so much to tell about Mercy Flight that people don't realize. Does anybody else in the area do what you do or a version of what you do? So we, uh, of course, there's other ambulance services. Um, 
we are Mercy Flight EMS, but there's actually a lot of for-profit air emergency organizations. Now, um, we are not about the bottom line. We are not about making a profit. We are not about, you know, um, some of the for-profit companies actually will take, um, you know, let's say your bill is $60,000 and it's not something you expected. Um, they will actually take your house from you. They will take your car from you. And we don't believe in that. We believe that our mission is compassionate care. And that includes that, you know, not only compassionate care in the air and on the ground, but compassionate care when it comes to your financial status. So if you're not able to pay for your your bill, um, we actually have a charity care program that we work with you. And if you're not able to pay, we will work with you on that. Um, so it's not, you know, it's just something that I'm so proud to work for because it's so compassionate towards the people of our community. I just want to say that's amazing. That's, it's really I had no idea that it was that like far-reaching. Sure. Is this something that I mean, you, you mentioned? There's other ambulance services, but is this something that is in any way unique to Buffalo, or is this something that like most communities have? Sure. Or? Every community has an air transport medical emergency type organization, but like I said, we are the, one of the last companies or one of the last organizations in the nation that is a non-for-profit so um yes we do have we're actually competing against for-profit organizations in i wouldn't even say organizations they're for-profit companies in the western europe region that we're competing against but like i said we are just you know all about the compassionate bottom line that we will help you through your bills and we will help you if you're unable to pay so it really is incredible that's awesome. Yeah, it really it's it's so great, and you know I'm so proud to work for such a great organization. Um, we just had a phenomenal gala. We had a lot of support from our community. Um, we have a couple other events coming up that we're able to raise that money that we need. Um, you know, last year we forgave about two million dollars in medical bills for people in Western New York, people that can't afford to pay for their bills, and that's where I come in. That's where I help try to fundraise for that. So. Where are you based? Where is your office, your, lo your central location? We actually have a really cool office. It's actually right at the airport, or behind the airport, the old Flying Tigers restaurant. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I I have the best office ever because I overlook the runway, and it's just all big open windows. Um, and the one thing that I love about Mercy Flight is a lot of people can come and actually tour Mercy Flight. We give them tours, and we show people around. We um, have a lot of Girl Scout troops and Boy Scout troops and the community comes to just kind of enjoy our space. So we're open to the community at all times. That's awesome. I didn't realize you guys were ready to be flying tiger. Yeah, you should come by and bring the kids. Yeah. I'd love to show them the helicopters. That'd my, be great. My buddy's uncle and uncle used to own that restaurant. Really? Yeah. Oh I my used to go there. Beer, cheddar, soup. It was really good. That yeah. was my place I went to whenever I got a good report card. Oh. Every time I got a good report card, we go to the Flying Tigers. So I'm actually wondering about this because I was asking my boss who had no idea. So when you go upstairs, were you able to actually talk to the pilots from the airport or you could listen in? To, I'm trying to remember how it worked. They had air traffic control, like you could listen to it. Yeah. But I don't remember ever being able to talk to pilots. That, that would be cool. Like, that would be cool. Be, like some FAA regulation or I'm something. Hey, this is Jimmy. Sure. Uh, it's my birthday. <laughs> uh, I'm here at the restaurant. Next, next bank door. left. Bank left. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, it really is a really cool office. I'm very pleased with that. I am. My office is right down the street from you. I, I drive past you probably seven times a week. You should stop by. Pop in for a visit. Now I will. Absolutely. I, I, I honestly have, I didn't realize. I even have little helicopter like, stress balls you can take with you. Oh, I, I love have all little the good helicopter stuff, stress so. balls. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Del, is, Del is here to ask the next question. Del was in the bathroom.
That was not the best. <laughs> Fake news. Fake news. Right. Uh, edit, are edit. there any are there any awesome peers you want to shout out? Like anybody that you work with? I mean, not to make it like the Academy of Words where you have to feel obligated to name every single person that you you work with. But is there anybody that like you think maybe sort of doesn't get in there? What's that? It sort of help me with my career. Is that what you mean? Or? Well, no, I'll get into that in a second. But like oh. even now, like some of your the peers that you're working with, like, uh, like maybe they do a great job at Mercy Plate, they don't get enough recognition. Oh my, or something. Oh my goodness, um, that's a hard question. We can skip it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's so, skip that one. So, so less, spot right here. less specific, is there anybody else in the, in not necessarily your industry, but in, in marketing and PR that, that you, that you work with or that you've seen that you admire or that you look up to or you aspire to be like sure. or, or influences the way you do what you do? Sure. Um, I got to really, I, I worked a lot with Lauren Hall from Buffalo Sabres, Buffalo Bears. I love Lauren. Now, Lauren is one of those people that um, I was always sort of intimidated by her because she's just so successful and so great, but she became just a powerhouse for us at Make Wish. Um, she really, she was introduced to a wish kid named Matthew Eggers. And she actually fully funded his wish through the help. We, we fundraised together and we fundraised. We made enough money to grant his wish. And ever since then, she's just been so great to the Make Wish Foundation. And I would be, it would be awful of me not to mention her. She is just wonderful. At, at our gala at Mercy Flight, she actually um, helped with our red carpet. So she's always willing to give um, back her time. And she doesn't have a lot of time to give back, but she does to the nonprofit organizations that she, she loves. So... Kudos to Lauren Hall. She's wonderful. Um, and I got to really know these two wonderful ladies, um, Cindy and Marisa Stani. And I probably don't know them, but um, they are Zumba freaks, pretty much. Okay. Um, they're amazing. And they... Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> we just got knocked by over. Um, we made it take a better picture than that. I don't know. <laughs> but Cindy and Marisa, yeah, yeah. We, bo we both look bad, so perfect. I'm sending it to Lauren. Cindy and Marisa Stanley, they're incredible people. They actually raised about $80,000 for Make-A-Wish just holding Zoom-a-thons. Zoom-a-thon, dance-a-thons for Make-A-Wish. Um, you know, I'm That's amazing, to, it's, too. It's so you know, cool. Like, real like, quick, soapbox. I'm totally interrupting you. No, like, of course. Go ahead. Here. Please do. But that's, I think that's just an awesome example of like anything that you're into, anything that you enjoy, that um, even if, if it's Zumba or... Not to say whatever, but like T-shirts or whatever it is that you're into that you enjoy, you can take that and you can twist that into something that's gonna help the, the population at large. Yeah. So, to those two people, like, congr so cool. you know, congratulations or kudos or whatever you would want sure, to say. Like, that's sure. amazing. And then um, I would, I have to throw, throw it out there to Kaylee Kwitek uh, of Kaylee's Kindness. She's you know um, a young woman who started this amazing organization with, with with Roswell, and she is helping. I think it's with Roswell. Um, she's helping teen girls living with cancer, and she fought and beat cancer herself, you know, when she was 19 years old. So, Kaylee Kwaitak, she's awesome as well. There's so many, like, wonderful people in Western New York that it's so hard for me to even pin it down to just a couple people. But, um, it's been incredible. And Rob Moore from More for Kids, so incredibly giving, just gives to so many different nonprofits. He is phenomenal. So, these are just some of the people that I admire and that I love to work with. Someday I want, I'm always going to say someday I want my name to be on a, you know, call it Carlucci Foundation or something. On a Carlucci's building kindness. or something. Carlucci's, 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 Carlucci's organization for doing good stuff for kids. 
like that. LLC. Yeah. You don't read something. It should be really long. <laughs> it should be really long, but like everyone just doesn't know what it is. It'll have a cool acronym though. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Yes, absolutely. And these are all incredible people you should have on this podcast. No, absolutely. Well, I'm, we were awesome. paying extra special attention when you said that because we're like making a lesson. Yes. yes. Definitely. I think we're recording this. We are recording this because we're not actually writing anything down. No, not at all. We're not very good at keeping track of stuff. Hence the hastily written question list that we have right in front of us right now on the table. Uh, is it my turn or is it your turn? No, that's basically the biggest influence professionally speaking. Thing we I think that's probably, yeah. This is your question. You know what? Which one? Which one's mine? So we did that. Oh, the yes. Okay, so here, here's one of my favorite questions to ask people. In being, in being in a somewhat management position, I have an opportunity to interview people a lot. Um, and it's not necessarily an interview question as much as it is sort of a getting to know you question, mm-hmm. which I guess is kind of the same thing. Sure. Um, knowing what you know now and doing what you do now, if you had a tax-free million dollars, what would you do with it? Okay. Try not to sound like a jerk. Oh my gosh, I was thinking like Try vacation to keep right away. Vacation yeah. or something. Um, I would take a really nice vacation. I would be completely selfish and take a really nice vacation with my husband and my twins. Um, but my husband and I actually foster dogs. We are super into that. We love animals. We love dogs. We have three of our own that we fostered and foster failed. And we have three dogs and two kids. Our house is a zoo. But I would honestly open a dog rescue, a dog sanctuary. Um, we just purchased some land, and I would just build a big old barn or something um, and rescue dogs. I mean, I know that sounds like cliche, but we love you know animal rescues and animal efforts. So I would probably do something with that. Um, like I, like you said, I would probably start a foundation for something. I mean, there's so many good causes and. But I think the first thing I would do is take a really nice vacation. My husband and I love to travel, so I've never been to Ireland. That would probably be my first. That's a good call. My first uh, country. What's your favorite trip you've ever been on? Um, I I've been to Africa. Come that on, was that's awesome! Incredible opportunity. Um, I was there with my church serving um, orphanages and kids that needed some some extra love, and that was so cool. As far as an actual vacation, um, St. Lucia. We love St. Lucia. We horseback on the beach or horseback ride. How do I say that? We horseback rode. On you the horseback beach. ridden? <laughs> you were. Uh, that was a bad. That was you a done bad got ride. yourself on a horse? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. We were down the beach on. <laughs> um, that was a great, a great trip. I actually got engaged on that trip. Um, but as far as like a meaningful Were you trip, guys on the horses at the time? When no, you no, no, no. That would have been cool though. I like that. I like that idea. Some people may have been wondering this. He didn't. I think he was nervous probably bringing a ring with like horses and stuff. So he probably didn't want to do that. But um, yeah, so I think my most meaningful trip was my trip to Africa. And what you going with that? Um, Swaziland. It's within South Africa. It's a country within a country. Um, and that was a three week sort of don't have your cell phone, don't have outside communication. Uh-huh. With, yeah. um, it was so hard for me, to be honest. I'm attached to my cell phone, but it was really cool because by like the fourth day of not having your cell phone, you didn't even care. You were just like, okay, this is fine. And you got to really kind of see life outside of our life and what we're used to. So that was cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, a friend of mine, she took her two boys from SARS back to... I'm not even going to try... Uh, I would be randomly naming it Tanzania. Yeah, there's Tanzania. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's, that's a thing. But she took her, she took her boys. Yeah, and they had like a Lego ministry. 
And they wow. actually brought Legos with them, like boxes and boxes of Legos. And they taught all these little kids how to play with Legos. Or, and, I love it. So, yeah, it was really, perfect. really unique. And then her job there was really just to hold babies. Yeah, that's orphans, exactly you know? what I was able to do. And it was so cool. I mean, there really wasn't anything but just to show them love. So it was cool. That's awesome. That, that's a good double dip. You had like the, you know, the... <laughs> My selfish, uh, well, you know, you let's know, spend the, a lot of money and well, you know, you do had, what the, we got to do. Yeah, the, 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 the give back conscious aspect. Sure, You sure. had the, the, uh, you had the uh, like you said, the, the, it's not selfish. It's okay to go on vacation. No, right? no, okay. I know. You're so, right. You're that was right. good. That was good. Uh, kind of, what, am, what am I looking for? You have to edit this out. Two-pronged, whatever, whatever. Answer. Yeah, the duality of man. Duality of I hope you don't edit out the horseback. Horseback ridden. You should not edit that out. Yeehaw! <laughs> I done got me on a horse and rode me across the beach. I, it's funny though because like, not really being like a horseback rider guy. I think I've been on a horse once. Horseback I always, rider. I, I, That's uh, gonna be the name of my next album. Horseback <laughs> rider. Yeah. When's that drop? Uh, I, I don't know. Okay. We're doing that thing where we just start talking again. We do this a lot. No, but I always imagine like, like a, like a cowboy like with a lasso, and then you put them in like Saint Lucia. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's just really, in my mind, it looks really funny. It's, yeah, it's a cowboy in a Hawaiian shirt. And then, you, know, and you have to wear these really smelly helmets because they don't let you go without a helmet, and it was terrible. That'd be a non-negotiable. Yeah, my also a really yeah. good band name, by the way, the Smelly Helmets. Just throwing that out there. I think you have some really good ideas. <laughs> yeah. If anything, if anything, we're gonna throw together a band, Smelly Helmets, dropping there. Horseback Throder. What do they call it? Throder. I don't remember what the album was gonna be called. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway. Okay. You are more than your job, and you kind of like touched on it a little bit. You know, in terms of like Swaziland, which is the country within a country in South yeah. Africa. Yeah. Um, what else do you do though? Like, you, you, you talked a little bit about, uh, you know, how you guys, you and your your husband, like foster dogs, and yeah. so I'm kind of leading because I know some of the other things you're into, but like, sure. You're more than just mercy. So oh, it. absolutely. Um, I'm a mom of two awesome babies. Had twins a year ago, which is awesome. Uh, never expected to have twins. That was pretty crazy. Um, love to travel, like I said, and I actually have done a couple of half marathons. Love to run. I don't have time for that anymore, but hopefully I'll get back into that sometime soon. Um, so I think running just kind of gives me that escape that I look for, um, just to kind of burn off steam. And Trying to think what else. Runners I mean, high like a real thing. Is it like a real oh, thing? absolutely! You feel so great when you're running. It's it's incredible. Um, I used to hate running, and then one day I decided I'm gonna run a half marathon. I'm gonna push myself, and it took me two years to get there. But I'm really I glad did you didn't say marathon. that like you just did it like the next no, day. No, are you kidding me? Because I don't know if I I'd be jealous or shape. scared. Or I was in horrible shape. It took me two years to like get comfortable running a half marathon so it's gonna take me two years to get comfortable with the idea of getting comfortable if you're in horrible shape i don't even know what the hell i am <laughs> my I, my uh my kids were i forget where it was we get they were like bumper stickers or whatever whatever store we're in like she was laughing and stuff so i'm like oh look i'm in shape round is a shape I'm like yep that's perfect <laughs> for the longest time i had a sticker on the back of my car that's 0.0 oh nice i was gonna bring that up yeah i feel like you're a I, runner though Really? Yeah, you were a runner. Were no, you? I was oh, never a runner. Okay. You, just, you just put on runner. I just, I actually, it's funny because my logo for my for my business actually has a sneaker in it because I've organized runs and like running events, and it, it, the the irony of the situation is I can't I can't run. Like I actually have like 
knee and ankle and leg oh. issues that like if I run for more than like a half a mile I'm like in excruciating pain and okay. just looking like a kind of a weirdo. So stick to other sports. Yeah, I play football and basketball or I have played football and basketball and baseball and then I've turned into sort of a I like to say I'm a dad. Yeah. I have a dad bod, Absolutely. so I'm totally living into the part. Dad bods like were cool that. for like, like a minute, like yeah. two years ago. That was a great minute, though. Because it was a yeah. dad that started it. Like, hey, chicks dig this. And people were like, do we? Sure. Do we like this? Sure. And dad's like, yeah. And then it wore off. And then, like, David Beckham, like, took his shirt off. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's John. That's, that's more him he's than dad. dad. He's a dad. Yeah, he's but dad. he's, like, he's paid to be, like, a supermodel or whatever he is. Yeah. I'm much of a soccer player, I guess, but... I mean, not really. Yeah, it's more. No. It's more the abs. The abs and the, and the popular tattoos. Um, but no, and I also my husband and I love to go out to eat. Buffalo is the best food ever, so we love to drink wine and go out to eat. I, we love Sea Bar. It's our favorite restaurant downtown. Shout out to Mike A. To sushi, but yeah. literally the best food ever. So, yep. What is it they have there? There's one. The uh, beef the on black. Yeah, everybody. But they also have yeah. the caramel crab. It's like, it comes hot. It's so good. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been to Seabar. Yeah. So I used to work on Ellicott Street in the Market Arcade. I worked for Visit Buffalo and Agra. Uh-huh. And at that time, literally the only restaurant anywhere near there was Seabar. So I would eat at Seabar four times a week. That's dangerous. It was, I'd probably have some sort of disease right now. <laughs> I think it was like laws. Shout out to Mike A. There's like rules. Mike a, Shout out to Mike awesome. A. Like disease. Edit button. Um, yeah, that probably shouldn't go in there. Uh, darn it. Um, what, what else do we have? Do you want to... Oh, okay, we're going to end on this question. Okay. All right. um, okay. We we're trying to... We've re behind the scenes here. We've, we've, we've rewritten the words. Yeah, we've rewritten we done. We wrote up. We wrote. We rid a horse. We done ridden. Yeah. We done we, ridden. We, we, we wrote rid, this. We uh, it. question a couple times because we didn't want it to come too morbid. Come off too morbid. Okay. So, so we're just gonna. This is where we landed with it. A so, hundred years from now, uh, when people are talking about you, what do you want them saying? Um, I want them to say that I was never complacent and that I always tried to do something to make a change or I tried to make my community better and um, I would never want to be that boring person that just goes along with the norm. Um, I always try to challenge myself and try to do better for those in my community so I guess that's what I would want people to say. That is so good. Never complacent. I love that. I don't know. That just kind of rolled off my tongue. It came too easy. I feel like you knew that this question was coming. That is actually a really hard question. That was actually really good. I still don't know the answer. I don't know. A hundred years from now, people are going to be like, wow, he's really dead. Perfect. Plot twist. In 100 years, people will be speaking with each other. They're going to be staring at whatever devices yeah. are. Exactly. They're going to be like robots. So 100 years, when they're tweeting about you, is it going to be Twitter or it won't be Twitter? It'll be like some sort of brainwave transmission thing. You don't even have to type anything with your fingers. You just, just think it and it comes just, out. Like That's that Back to the Future though. where he says, oh, you got to use your hands? That's like a baby's yeah, toy. a baby's toy. Okay, so... Um, we're going to wrap up and then we'll probably go back and edit in some questions after this. But um, anything else you want to plug? Anything else you want to mention that you're doing? Anything sure. coming up? Any cool stuff happening? Sure. I'll stop talking now. I have a really cool project I just started. Um, I really miss my journalism roots. So I started this blog. It's called Pope Rises. It's just on Facebook. We don't have a website yet. We don't have a Twitter or anything like that. Though I think I should get on Twitter my hope rises but um after the last Vegas shooting i realized that there's just there needs to be more stories of hope and 
stories of goodwill and stories of love. So I um, started Hope Rises. Um, it's like a news website or whatever um, on Facebook. And he's looking it up right now. There you go. Popped right up. Um, and just featuring a lot of great stories of love and hope. So check me out. Um, Hope Rises News on Facebook and submit a story. We'd love to feature you. So that's it. Thank you for coming out tonight. Thank you. Uh, you are our first interview. I feel like it went well. I think know, it went really well. You guys are job, really so. good at this. <laughs> I like it. Did I write that down? Did I tell her to say that? And you even provided waffle, or I'm sorry, pizza fries. Pizza, pizza waffle fries. Lots of people fries. My and first time. Pizza fries. People. Sorry, it that's gonna get edited out too. Pizza fries. I swear, this is literally just Coke in this. Are you so, sure about that? Yes, it definitely. Is. Okay. Anyways, thank you yeah. so much for spending the time with us today. Uh, it really, uh, I got to know a little bit more about you. Hopefully, some people can. Uh, oh, real quick, let's let's plug. Like, what, what what's your Twitter handle? You mentioned the whole. Oh, Rises awesome! Yeah, yes. yeah. So, um, what is my Twitter handle? Oh my goodness, I think it's Kate McGowan. It I think is. it's my old. It is. It's, my, it's my maiden name. Um, so follow me at Kate McGowan on Twitter. Um, now I'm Kate Glazer, but Kate McGowan. And I'm also on Facebook under Kate Glazer and Instagram as well. Oh, God. Who took this picture? Sorry. I just found a picture of me pointing at the microphone or pointing at the camera. And it's the first thing that popped up on Twitter. Oh, look Nate, at You look at me like I'm Nate like Benson. a circus animal. I, I love Nate Benson. Nate's my homeboy. I love He's Nate. so great. Oh, Shout Lauren, out to Nate Benson. Lauren, um, Did Lauren also? said, hi, friends. Love you both. Hope it goes well. Oh, tell her. She's great. I just she love is her. great. She she's knows she's great, yeah. though. She'll never admit it, but she knows she's yeah, great. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thank great. you. So, again, thanks so much. And um, this will be up live soon. Awesome. Like I said, we get to enjoy it. We get to talk. And man, this is all the work in terms of hosting and Yeah, sweet. It's a hard job. That's okay, though. That's why, I just, that's why I just sit here and stare at waveforms on my, on my monitor the whole time. Even though Kate's being so great about like making eye contact while you're talking and everything like that. It's my like, it's my um, reporting. You know exactly what you're doing. Time. You know, you're a pro. You're actually so you were in channel at channel four. Like what time? Period? What years? I was actually at channel four when I was still in college, so okay. 2007 until 2010, and then I was at YNN Buffalo on air from like 2010 until 2013. I wonder. Yeah, if, I wonder if we met because I do the Buffalo Soup Fest. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if you if you covered that at some point. And then I did a. I actually the reason I know Lauren so well is because when I first started doing the Soup Fest, I did a week on that week in a Buffalo style. Oh, nice. Every year the the week leading up to Soup Fest, I did the whole week. I miss Wiggin. I love I that show. It, I wish it never. Went I don't care here. if so anybody even watched it ever. I thought it was. It was, I thought it was the most awesome fun. for those organizations that couldn't afford advertising. I, Paid very little to yeah. be on television. Yeah. It was awesome. So it was pretty nice. <clears throat> I'm gonna pour one out for Wayne Buffalo. <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm coughing. Okay, I'm good now. Okay, so again, we're gonna wrap this up with nice pizza fried. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, that. everybody. Go follow Kate. Uh, Kate I almost said it. Now I'm gonna say your Twitter. Go follow Kate Glazer at Kate McGowan. Um, I totally just botched it. That's Kate, K-A-T-E-M-C-G-O-W-A-N. That's at Kate McGowan. And her name is actually Kate Glazer, with an S, even though I've accidentally spelled it with a Z multiple times, because I think it's, that should be your rapper name. Yeah, I like that. Absolutely. I would be a really bad rapper, but that's okay. I would attempt. There's a lot of bad rappers out there that make a lot of money. 
Anyway, so my name is Matt, and that's Del, and that's Kate, and we're at the Amherst Ale House. Thank you very much, Amherst Ale House, for the pizza logs. Thank you once again to Value Home Centers. Thanks to Amherst Ale House for uh, yeah. graciously hosting us tonight, and of course to uh, Value Home Centers, who is our, our podcast sponsor, and uh, they're both big believers in what we're trying to do here, and we're grateful. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for your support, everybody, and we leave you with the soothing sounds of Motor Media and the talking Proudcast theme song. We gotta work on our endings.